everybody and welcome to show 334 on the Sunny 16 podcast. It is wonderful to be here and talking to you all today. I cannot believe it's been pretty much a month since I was last doing this. Uh, life has got in the way, all sorts of things have been going on. There's been festivities, there's been New Year's, there's been toddler challenges uh, and there's also been, as as is always the case it would seem, um, uh, some illness as well. So uh, you may notice that I am down a co-host today <laughs> and I'm also down a producer. Uh, so uh, my producer has gone off on holiday. Uh, I think it's about the first time he's done that in about 20 years though. So I'm going to let him off with that. And my co-host, bless her, Claire, she's not very well, unfortunately. So um, she has a very bad cough. And of all the things that it makes it difficult and a bit of a challenge to record a podcast with is if you lose your voice and if you've got a really bad cough. So poor Claire, she's not very well, but we're sending her our thoughts and love. On the very um, plus side um, of this situation I find myself in, I have a wonderful guest co-host today. So uh, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Thanks so much, Rachel. Yes, it's uh, I'm Billy Sanford. Uh, some folks may have... Uh, <laughs> Heard me on the music and photography podcast on the Sunny 16 Presents feed or have chatted with me on the Discord or heard uh, some of my rambling emails being read on the show before. But, uh, you know, I'm obviously not happy that Claire is not well. Um, Graham did absolutely deserves uh, the opportunity to go away on holiday. So uh, <laughs> happy to, to be able to join you today. It's so nice to have you here, Billy. And actually, it's been quite a while since we spoke on the podcast because I was lucky enough to be a guest for um, uh, the music and photography um, back early in the day, I think. That's right. Very, uh, very early on. Very early on. So, yeah, lovely to have you here supporting me. And uh, um, I, I, we were chatting before we started recording uh, and Billy was saying how he's pretty sure that Graham had said, that I switch off the video when he's producing. <laughs> and I said, I absolutely do. Uh, I don't think he doesn't switch his video off. I switch his video off <laughs> so that I don't have to look at it <laughs> distracting me in the background because I know, I know he's just gonna be pulling funny faces at me and things like that and putting me off. So I don't have to do that with you today, Billy, because you're actually here talking. You're not lurking in the background. That's right. <laughs> which is lovely. So really nice to, lovely, lovely to have you here. And I'm only joking, Graham. It is very well-deserved that you get to go and have your holiday. I will let you off. Uh, so we've uh, we've got a few things coming up today on the show. We're going to do uh, a little bit of an update as to what we've both been up to over the festive period. Graham hasn't sent me his updates, uh, but, Claire, but Claire has um, given me some ideas of her plans and things for 2024. So we're going to do a little update about the festivities and what we've been doing over the last month or so, and then uh, talk about our thoughts and ideas and maybe some goals and things for the coming year. So Claire, obviously, the update for her is she's not well, <laughs> but I'm sure <laughs> she will be over that um, hopefully soon. From my perspective, what I've been up to is um, having my first Christmas at home with a small human. <laughs> so that has been a challenge. Uh, she, unfortunately, Constance, my little girl, she is not sleeping well. Oh, so man. for those of you who don't know, uh, we are going through a period, I think we're at about five months now of um, multiple wake-ups a night, 
so I'm oh. surviving currently, and Adam, my husband as well, on about three and a half to four hours sleep a night, but it's all broken up, unfortunately. Right. I have had a, a few <laughs> days where I just thought, I can't drive into the studio, I can't get to the dark room, it's just not safe. So we've been kind of wrangling with that, and you know, balancing that out with life and things. But on the plus side, uh, it has been a really lovely Christmas, actually. I, I was... I was a bit anxious about it, if I'm honest. I didn't know how it was going to go, especially with, with you know, feeling exhausted all the time. Um, but we had uh, a few of our small close family staying with us and just having extra pairs of hands around just obviously makes such a big difference. So oh, yeah. I was able to leave the room, you know, uh, <laughs> occasionally, very, very occasionally. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was it was really nice to have uh, that bit of time. I am exhausted from from it, but <laughs> it was it was lovely because she's nearly two and a half now. So it made a big difference from last year to this year and seeing how she's really understanding the sort of magic of Christmas. I suppose right. It is such a magical time, to, yeah. uh, you know, and it, it's. Uh, for them to be able to enjoy it, but then yeah. for you also to be able to enjoy it through them. Exactly. Live vicariously through them and see the That's enjoyment right. that they have, which is which has been really special. Um I was I was really sad that I didn't get nearly as many photos as I'd wanted and I didn't I didn't actually end up shooting a single roll of film uh, over Christmas. And I just had to kind of make my peace with it a little bit, uh, because you know, when you're working on three and a half hours sleep at night, you know, there's only so, there's only so much you can do. And my my uh, not not necessarily my enthusiasm for it, but my capacity to be able to do that is, has been has been limited. And because right. obviously, if it's me taking the photos, she always just wants to be looking at what I'm doing. So I'm trying to take photos of her, and she's trying to take photos of me, and then she's taking her camera, and, and it ends up in a, a wrestling match between us. Uh, no, I, I just, but it right. is it is what it is. And as much as possible, I've tried to ask a few of the people occasionally to take some photos of us because <laughs> there are very few of the three of us <laughs> together. Uh, but we did go and see Santa at um, at Dobby's, which is a garden okay. centre on the road. Mm -hmm. And one of the elves took a lovely photo of us uh, three together. So that that is my my festive uh, kind of like card for the year, if you like. Uh, and right. I'll be using that until she's I don't know sixteen or something now because I've got one photo. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, it outside of Christmas itself and all the lovely things that that uh, brought for us. We did go between Christmas and New Year. We went to the Walker Art Gallery, which mm -hmm. is a fantastic gallery that we have in Liverpool. We're very, very lucky. As part of National Museums Liverpool, there are um, lots of free kind of like spaces, these wonderful places like the gallery and the museums and uh, the library and things like that. So we went to the Walker Art Gallery because I really wanted to show Constance one of my absolute favourite pieces, mm -hmm. uh, which is of Holyrood, the ruins of Holyrood, chapel right. and i uh didn't actually realize this at the time it's been since i moved to liverpool it's been one of my all-time favorite pieces what 24 years ago i had <laughs> moved here 24 years ago so whenever i've had the opportunity which isn't very often but whenever i have had the opportunity to go and look at it uh, and go to the walker it's always the piece that i aim for you know i do, mm -hmm. i just kind of like go and i stand and i 
take a few breaths. It's such a huge piece. It's like really dramatic to have that on the wall. Uh, it would be the, literally the size of the wall in my house, you know, if it was in my house kind of thing. Right. Um, it's so huge. And it's, I don't know, there's just something that has always spoken to me, like the, it sounds really, you know, whatever, but the light in it is just incredible. This beautiful moonlight that really illuminates these ruins. And it's it's just such a, um, such a special piece. There was always this, I had always felt this sort of little emotional connection to it, I suppose. And I'd never realized that it was actually painted by Louis Daguerre. Oh, wow. Yeah. Incredible. How did I not know this? <laughs> um, but actually, I'm not, again, I'm not going to beat myself up about that because there's quite a few people who, when I posted this on the 9th mm -hmm. of January, actually, because on that day, that was basically the day that Daguerre's, um, the daguerreotype was uh, basically painted, said, I suppose, released to um, uh, to the world, if you like. Right. And, it was it was so nice to be able to sort of celebrate that on the 9th of Jan. I did my sort of like first social media post with that showing me taking Constance to the, the walker and us looking at this painting unaware of the fact that it was actually Louis Daguerre, which is amazing. So right. um, it totally makes sense now that I know because of this amazing use of light. And it turns out actually since I posted that, a lot of people went, no way, had no idea about this. <laughs> That's and right. They've gone off and done their research. And then I've been sent some really fan fascinating like articles about what he was doing, what he created, how he was a painter. He was also a set designer, also, I think, at some point. Oh, wow. Um, and then there's all these um, things about these dioramas that he made, which sound incredible, like this whole <laughs> experience. And there were these lost dioramas of Bold Street, which is you know, our kind of like very um, well-known street in Liverpool, right. full of independent shops and things like that. And I was like, I had no idea that at number 31, apparently they had these <laughs> huge like the dioramas oh, wow. uh, in a few different cities around uh, around the country. So one in Edinburgh, one in Manchester, Liverpool one, etc. So um, yeah, that was, that was really uh, quite a nice, a nice moment and a nice little connection, uh, bringing me back to photography and and things and getting getting a chance to spend a you know it was only an hour or something in the gallery uh, because by that time we needed tea and cake and uh, off we go. Uh, but it was just so All nice right. to do that. And I will, if I can, I will try and share some of the links I've been sent. Dave Walker sent me uh, a couple and uh, a lovely woman who I met last year called Melody. She sent me some some other links to it being restored, you know, how there's been some kind of like idea around restoring one of them as well, in case other people are interested as well. That's right. Yeah, I saw people posting, you know, that they didn't know he was a painter and I didn't either. So that was, yeah. that was oh. really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, those, those large paintings, um, are really quite impressive to mm -hmm. see. I I haven't spent a lot of time in museums, but I did mm -hmm. have a chance. Um, back in 2004, I think I went to Amsterdam and went to the Rijksmuseum and saw mm -hmm. a few of the Rembrandts that are like floor to ceiling. It's, it's really mm -hmm. uh, impressive to see, to, to stand there and know, you know, the, the Dutch masters had painted you know, these paintings hundreds of years ago and, and here I am standing here. It's amazing. Uh, isn't it? Looking at it. Yeah, but they had such a a, a mastery of, of light and mm. and um 
just interesting how we try to capture it ourselves these days using our our medium of choice yeah absolutely and i think it would be be lovely to maybe hear about you know some of our listeners kind of like favorite um pieces you know whether Mm -hmm. as paintings or that kind of in that kind of medium things that speak to you about light or shape or composition or something that maybe in whatever way influences perhaps your own photography Mm -hmm. because it is sometimes a barrier to you know getting to go to exhibitions and go to galleries and have either the time or the money to do that and I'm very grateful that in Liverpool um, that we have these free spaces to go to because a lot of them you have to pay for Um, the challenge I have is time I just simply (laughs) never have time to go and, and see these fantastic things so that was a that was really um special and it, like you say it's it's kind of almost surreal isn't it like i'm standing in front of this thing that was painted hundreds of years ago and um yeah you could always touch it don't touch it but you know what I mean. <laughs> all right yeah that was that was really really cool and um there was just one last thing that i was going to talk about uh, that i've been up to which was actually just before that uh it was my mother-in-law's birthday so after the you know christmas stuff new year stuff uh then it's very quickly to that to her birthday and I wanted to do something a little bit special and again knowing that I didn't really have any photos of um of us all over uh, over that period of time I thought wouldn't it be lovely if I can get them over to the studio and we can have a look at the instant box camera so I don't know if you'll have seen that I've been working with that Billy as well yeah uh the uh oh we've talked about this obviously at my virtual film development party but (laughs) I wasn't sure if you'd seen it um on on instagram so for anybody anybody listening uh, if you want to have a little look at the end of um the year sort of like autumn uh winter time i've been basically putting together the instant box camera which was um i supported lucas on his kickstarter and it's it's kind of like a reimagining of the afghan camera it's also known sometimes as the afghan camera so it takes a photo and then you process it within the camera itself it gives this really fabulous, like beautiful, surreal, ethereal look to the to the image. Uh, at the moment, I'm working with paper negative mm-hmm. uh, because, in terms of the experience and the time and being able to kind of get it done uh, nice and quick, I'm pre-flashing the paper to bring out the midtones and then doing it as a paper negative. Then using my phone or the app to invert it so that people can see how it looks as a positive image, and then I'm going, I'm sort of basically scanning those um, as a digital image, and I'll be doing some contact prints as well in the dark room. But that's kind of my process at the moment for how I'm working with it. And I thought it would be great if I could try and get a photo of um, Constance's grand and granddad with her in the studio right. uh, using the camera. So, um, so. Yeah, rather foolhardy of me to take a two-year-old <laughs> to the studio, knowing, knowing, uh, you know how how this might turn out. But right. uh, we did get, I did get one image. Uh, yeah, so wow. that was that was a, a fun um, kind of like logistical challenge of how do I have one arm in here <laughs> and make sure she doesn't take the lens cup off whilst I'm doing this, and she's basically trying to like climb up me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I figured if I can make an image whilst that's all happening, I can pretty much make an image with this camera <laughs> wherever. So it was a um, yeah, a fun one to try. I did get one that I was pleased with. She doesn't look particularly happy, but it's a photo, so you know it worked. Uh, and then I thought, 
this this is my this was my mistake. I was like, right, let's get a photo of the three of us, Adam and I and Constance, uh, and that was just a disaster. So <laughs> I've actually got a photo of Adam and I, and in the middle is just a gap where she was mm -hmm. sitting because she took the she managed to take the one thing that I needed to not do, which was take the lens cap off in between. So even though it was only about a second, it's still a second of light. So unfortunately, it meant that she's just kind of disappeared. It's kind of cool in a weird, creepy way. Um, but right. I, I also thought it sort of sums her up. You know, she doesn't sit <laughs> at all. So it's like she's there, but she's not there. Right, right. <laughs> you know? So that was actually quite, quite fun. Um, and I'm hoping you know, at some point, somebody who knows how to use the camera or who I can show how to use the camera <laughs> might come and take a photo of us. That would be amazing. So, uh, yeah, That's right. uh, if uh, if any of our, our listeners are around um, in the Liverpool area at some point and would like to do that, maybe we could we could organize that. That's right. Um, I think, and you mentioned like so you do, it's paper negatives, but you're mm -hmm. developing the paper inside the camera. Right. You've got little yes. miniature trays. Exactly. Exactly. So you have a kind of um, a holder. So mm -hmm. you look through the back of the camera onto some ground glass, uh, mm -hmm. obviously with the dark cloth over your head, focus up, use a, uh, basically like a pin peg to hold it in, in focus uh, and hope that your, your subject don't move too much. Then put your hand into the like dark sleeve, if you like. It's almost like a half a dark bag inside the camera load up the paper into the holder which is on the other side of the uh, ground glass get everything kind of set up ready uh, make sure your aperture is open to the right um setting you've obviously already done your light meter reading to check how much light is is there and coming in when i've done a pre-flash on the paper <clears throat> i've been using the kempmere luster actually Okay. And it's it worked really nicely. So I tend to do a pre-flash using my uh, enlarger, which basically means put the photographic paper under with white light, under the enlarger with white light for three seconds. And that has brought the ISO of the paper up to like ISO 6 was kind okay. of how I was measuring it. So ISO 6, you know, the aperture of your lens it opens up to about 4.5 mine and then measure that light just using my little app you know my little light meter app on my phone is mm -hmm. what i tend to use and the exposure times have been sort of mostly between one second and eight seconds you know when there's like no light and that was sort of it is winter after all and after <laughs> two o'clock in the uk there's no light whatsoever right so uh so but i've still been able to get images because i've brought a little bit of a continuous light you know that kind of stuff so it's been really fun to try it and see once you've taken major exposure, your one to eight second exposure, depending on your light, then arm goes back in. You're taking the photographic paper out of the holder. That goes into your developer uh, little Tupperware tray, basically. You've got your developer, uh, paper developer in there. And then after 90 seconds, take that out, pop it into the fixer. There's no room for a stop bath as well. So your fixer gets exhausted quicker, obviously. Um, but you're only using very small amounts because we're working with like six by four inch, which is quite okay. nice size actually. You can make some smaller ones. There are some masks that I got with it. Uh, so I can make some like almost little um, passport or wallet size ones if I wanted to. Right. I quite like six by four. That's quite a nice one because you can actually just immediately frame that up, you know, afterwards, right. Right. Um, which is lovely. So yeah, pop it in the developer, 
Um, then get it into the fix. Try not to obviously get you fixing your developer on your gloves whilst you're doing it. And then after about 30 seconds, you can open it up just to see if it's worked. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I usually leave it in the fix for about two minutes or so, maybe a bit longer with it being no stop bath right. um, to fully fix. And then take it out, wash it, and you've got your paper negative. And then, then you can see, oh, that's worked or, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> and invert it using, you know, an app or you could put it on a bracket, take a photo of your negative to make the positive or take mm -hmm. that photographic negative once you've washed it and dried it, you can make a contact print uh, okay. from that in the room as well. Or, of course, you can digitally scan it. Right. right. So that's what I've been busy doing. And um, it's kind of actually, you know, you're asking these questions, Billy, sort of taking me on to some of my plans for 2024 as well. <laughs> I'm hoping, of course, I'm really excited about this, this new uh, new thing that I've got. Um, right. And it it might not be a Leica, but it's a fabulous new camera. <laughs> and it's a real experience, you know. It's not like anything else that you really get to to see or do. Um, That's right. Time. So I love that it takes you right back to those early forms of photography. That's where, you know, that kind of heritage side of analog photography and those processes, which is That's fun. right. But it is, it is, and and a nice uh, kind of tie-in with uh, talking about Daguerre earlier. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it, was, it was so fun seeing that and being like, huh, well, this is what, this is kind of where it all started, you know. So there we go. That's what I've been up to um, That's right. over the festive period. Billy, how about you? What have you been up to? What are recent events happening? <laughs> well, uh so I'll I'll start with the one that isn't photography related at all, of course. And you and Claire were kind enough to to mention it on uh, an episode or two ago. But of course, I had a health scare uh, mm -hmm. mid November. I had a heart attack. Um, but everything is is good. They were able to get me all fixed up, I think. And uh, I've been doing physical therapy following that. So three days a week I go in and they have me walking on a treadmill and riding a stationary bike and doing these sorts of things, but they're, they're very happy with all of the progress, but really just wanted to mention it to say, you know, I do appreciate all of the well wishes and everyone who has reached out and, and, um, you know, checked on me and, and had such kind things to say. It's, it's always nice, of course, um, to, you know, to have people reaching out and, and checking up on you. Mm -hmm. um, on the photography side of things, um, last year was, it was, so in my work life, it was kind of back to normal after the COVID days. So I didn't have as much uh, photography time. I, I still did a good bit um, last year, but I didn't experiment maybe as much last year as I had the previous years mm -hmm. uh, with different, um, you know, pinhole or Polaroid or whatever. The, the, my normal thing is like just black and white, uh, you know, and I'll go back and forth between 35 millimeter and, and medium format as to whichever one I'm enjoying more at the moment. So I did do plenty of that last year, but didn't get a lot of uh, much of the more experimental side of photography done uh last year but right before the end of the year i bought uh the 120 millimeter macro lens i have a hasselblad that was the first uh, medium format camera i bought 
when I got Which is bad, is it, Billy? It's a, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what, what was it? I was just wondering which Hasselblad model is it? It's got. the 503 CX. Oh, so cool. it was one of the later ones. I guess mm -hmm. it was probably from around the 90s, maybe. Um, but was, you know, fortunate to be able to get that one. And I've gone through a few other medium format cameras, but I guess maybe <laughs> that one is sentimental or I just really enjoy it. You know, I, mm -hmm. it, it's you know I, I like the inner being able to change lenses and film mm -hmm. backs and and all of that sort of thing but one of the things um that i haven't really been able to do is any kind of macro type photography um i had bought some extension tubes uh a year or two ago but they weren't that's a little bit trickier because you have to change your um you know your exposure ends up being different if you use yeah. if you move the lens away from the body you're i forget yeah, exact sense yeah, yeah. Right, but it's not something i've i've never i've never explored macro photography it's just not something i've i've concentrated on right and it feels like there's you know it's a whole extra rabbit warren to go down you know with macro and, <laughs> you know the minute you said extension tubes i go oh my god you know this feels like ah um super <laughs> technical and um and what have you but i'm sure it's like anything it feels like that from the outside but when you start sort of digging into it you go oh okay i can see how this how this works and things but have you done right. other macro photography in the past Billy? uh i'll go through phases you know every now and then when i like trying to you know, it's usually in the spring when the flowers are blooming yeah. and you kind of want to do that sort of thing. Uh, maybe if you go to the botanical gardens or something like that and you want to get some nice photographs. And for the other, so the nice thing about this lens is that you don't have to worry about doing the calculations involved with the extension tubes or, or how yeah. that changes the exposure. You just mount the lens like any other lens and it's just the same as shooting with any other lens. But I guess most of, I have a couple of other lenses and the, the, the minimum focus distance, I think is usually about a meter, give or take. Uh, yeah. This one, I think it's more like, point seven maybe i don't know you can get closer though for sure and and because it's you know uh uh telephoto <laughs> i guess you get uh, uh, a little bit um larger image of it uh, magnification i guess yeah. anyway so i i got that in december but with all of the craziness of the holidays i didn't get a chance mm -hmm. to use it until Actually, I took it out um, last weekend. Oh, that's cool. So all, very yeah. Recent. yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, haven't I haven't developed the role yet? But I'm really looking forward to that to see how it turned out. Um, um, so that was, was fun. What was the experience of shooting with that that lens? Did it feel? Did it feel good? Do you feel like you know? Is it something you go? Oh yeah, this feels right on the camera, and you were excited about the images you were seeing and things like that. Yeah, or, I think, or you know, is it? <laughs> no, I think it was good. I think the the only thing 
uh, and, and you touched on it too, of course, we're in January and even though we do get some sunny days here where I live, it's still very gray and overcast. And when I was out shooting with it, it was, uh, overcast. And I was shooting on the uh, Cinesteel Double X black and white film. So that's rated at 250, which is, you know, not bad for daylight, but uh, it is a little bit slower maybe than Tri-X or HP5 or something like that. Um, so I, 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 I enjoyed using the lens. Um, I, it's like anything else. I guess the first time you use it, there's a little bit of adjustment um you know getting used to it um so but you know just being a longer focal length and having to um you know do that balancing act between opening up the aperture to let enough light in but you want I, I wasn't using a tripod. I was hand holding, so I wanted to I keep. Like, the how do you how do you stop it from shaking all That's over? Right. It? It must be like, oh my word! Yeah. That's right. That's right. But I'm hoping I got some nice ones. I I, I hope I'll be able to develop that role this weekend or the mm -hmm. in the next couple of days to see. But I was at a. I was. We have a. Um, a railroad museum or like an old train yard with all of these Ooh. old rusty train locomotives. <laughs> that like a dream. I would love that. I was obsessed with trains when I was little. I had the um, double O gauge. Right. Come right. Across them. Uh, and the, yeah. Little, little tiny ones, not the O gauge double O. And I absolutely loved it. My mum loved her train sets. Our family friend had a train set and I was like these are brilliant small tiny people and little tiny trains and they're just gorgeous <laughs> I'm such a geek but anyway it was just I've always loved trains getting on steam trains is just like one of my you know all-time favorite things to do um doesn't happen very often obviously uh, but <laughs> It's lovely to to do. So I would be I would be down that train yard like a shot. <laughs> <laughs> it it is a real fun place to go take pictures. So, and that's where I was. So I was enjoying that part of it too. And and yeah, I hope I hope I got some nice ones. Yeah. Can you push the um uh double X? You can. I think yeah. uh, I think that is a thing that uh several people do. I haven't shot a, a whole lot, so I, mm -hmm. I didn't in this in this attempt um but i do think some people have we'll see how it comes out i guess it's exciting and um, right. actually we are um doing a virtual film development party tomorrow uh the first that's one right. 24 so for my patreon members that's something that i uh, i do and i'm going to be hopefully opening it up um a little further afield as well so watch your space i suppose or stay tuned but <laughs> but but uh, if you if you are able to uh, to be there tomorrow, Billy, we'll find out how those come out. And if not, we look forward to hearing all about it uh, when right. you get into processing it. So, yeah, it sounds like uh, a really interesting and a cool start to the year for something a bit new and a little bit different from what you've you know been doing. It's uh, a new lens and a new type of photography to to look at. That's right. And the last little fun thing that we did um, before my health scare, we had this trip planned and thankfully we we're able to do it. But the week after Christmas, we, the, me and my wife and our son 
went to New York City for the week, and that was our first time. So that was that was really fun. That's amazing, and and just after Christmas as well. So uh, right. we able to change the dates, and it was originally going to be before, was it? Uh, no, it was always going to be for okay. that week. Um, so our son is off in college normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was going to be home for the holidays oh. and we, uh, my wife, Michael and I were both going to be off of work. And so, you know, the timing was such that we were all at home and all off of work or out of school. So it was, you know, those times are getting harder and harder mm-hmm. to find. <laughs> so, so that would be my, my takeaway seeing it, uh, from the other end, it, for, for whatever challenges, you know, it is to have a little one around, I would say, enjoy those moments while they last and appreciate them because they sure do go by quickly. Yeah. They grow up so fast, don't they? And They really um, do. Well, I'm so glad that you got a chance to spend that time together. That's just the best, the best news, Billy. And, uh, and how did you find New York being the first time there? Uh, it's, it's an incredible city. <laughs> So we were there for four days and it was just a whirlwind because we were trying to take in as much as we could and see everything that we could. And, um, you know, there's, you know, millions of people live there (laughs) and then millions of more come to visit as tourists like we were. So it's, it's very crowded, um, you know, but they have a robust public transit system which we do not have it does make there. a big difference yeah <laughs> it, it does it does yeah. so makes it easier to get around and we had a we had a great experience uh, great food um the weather was overcast up there as well while we were there but actually warmer than it was at home wow, right. um so it, it was nice you know it wasn't because we were outside most of the time and it wasn't uncomfortably cold. Uh, we had jackets, but it wasn't, we weren't freezing, you know, when we had to queue up for, you know, we went to see the Statue of Liberty and that's out in the water. <laughs> so you take, a, you take a boat over to it and, um, you know, that, that could have been very cold uh, yeah. considering it was in uh, December, but um, the the weather did cooperate with us, so that was nice. And and I would say too, on the um, photography side of it, I was thinking about it when you were talking about that uh, with you and Adam and Constance. You know, that that was the thing that we, you know, photography is my thing. So of mm-hmm. course, I would have loved to have taken a lot more pictures while we were there than than I was able to. But I also didn't want to you know, uh, have the whole trip just be me telling them to wait while, while I stopped and take, <laughs> took pictures of everything. But there was also no one to take pictures of the three of us, which was yeah. a little bit disappointing. But we did get a few and we took a few selfies, of course, with the phone. And so I think, you know, where I've come down on that is, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. It, it's not what I would have in an ideal world, but at the end of the day, you know, I wanted to live in the moment and be experiencing these things that we were getting to do. And that's, uh, 
incredibly valuable, you know, and took on obviously additional special meeting <laughs> after my health scare. So I'm grateful to have those times and those memories. And if, you know, the only photographic uh, memory I have from it is a cell phone picture, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You, you were there, right. you had that experience. Um, there is, there is some, you know, photo of it. And uh, I think, I struggled with this a lot when <clears throat> when Constance was born and I remember having a conversation with Graham actually and he said it doesn't matter what it's shot on Rach like just take the photo you know right. and and as long as you've done that and you've got that then you've got something to look back on you know to to jog your memory but it means that you're more likely to be in that moment right right and, exactly. it, and that, that is the ultimate aim with this spending spending quality time right that's right uh, so i'm so pleased to hear that you got to do that billy it just sounds really special and as you say especially given uh, given you know recent circumstances for you <laughs> as well right. so yeah we're all uh, we're all incredibly happy <laughs> and uh, yeah so it's been it's been an eventful um and a rather um filled uh festive season and into the new year and can you believe we're already almost the middle of january which is crazy to think about isn't it it really um, is we are into the first couple of weeks of 2024 and what clara and i had originally talked about was we'll let's go over some ideas for plans and goals and uh intentions for the new year if you like we'd love to hear about what our listeners um, are going to be aiming for or planning for or you know just if you've got a seed of an idea or something sometimes just saying it out loud writing us an email tell us a little bit about it it can it can really help with that a little bit of accountability it can help you get off the starting blocks sometimes uh, to do that because you put that out there into the world and then you never really know where that may come may you know kind of lead you really so if you would like to share yours with us as well, uh, you can write to us at sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Like I say, Claire and I were um, going to go over this anyway. So I'll start with Claire's. She has sent me a little list of, of things, which I'm sure we will talk about further and we will expand upon when she's back. Uh, but she said that she is definitely planning to do a new photographic project which is great and very clear. Uh, she says she's <laughs> going to be doing some away shoots in inverted commas. So I'm not entirely sure what that means. I guess it just means not on Anglesey. So right. it could be anywhere, knowing Claire, couldn't it? Uh, I know she's still <laughs> desperate to get over to California, obviously. Who knows? Maybe this is the year that she goes and does those those shoots in the sand dunes on the beaches of California. Who knows? That's right. Uh, we can hope for her, can't we? Definitely. <laughs> She's also uh, said that she's going to uh, be doing a new short film, as you do, of course. Of course. Of course. I'm just going to be shooting a new short film this year. <laughs> and as if that wasn't enough, she's decided that she's going to be doing an exhibition. Hope well, she did say, hopefully, if I'm lucky enough, doing an exhibition. So, um, you know, that's uh, that's Claire. I think that's enough for everybody. Just <laughs> 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 only one woman. Look at her. Uh, but yeah, so it's lovely to hear a little bit about what Claire's going to be up to. And I'm sure, as I say, she will be expanding upon that or I'll make sure she does. I will talk. <laughs> I'll get more information from her next time she's on the on the show. So that's Claire's plans for 2024. Billy, do you want to tell us a little bit about, obviously we've talked about recent events. What's What's happening for you going forward? What would you like to be aiming for? Yeah, so I guess... Uh... 
so you know you mentioned i I'll, I'll mention this one first i had it last on my list but i'll i'll move it to the top you you mentioned you know being all of the opportunities you have in liverpool with the free galleries or museums to visit and i mentioned that i had not um been to a lot of museums even though everywhere i've lived there they they have existed and that includes uh where i live now and we have a very nice museum we also have um you know our public libraries do uh exhibitions constantly where um usually photographic in nature and i've just never gone uh, and supported the exhibitions or checked out the work. So that has been on my uh, to-do list for 2024 as I started making plans for what I wanted to do. I wanted to, number one, just for my own, you know, education and, and art appreciation mm -hmm. to go and visit these, but I also want to support, you know, these, these places that are exhibiting work, um, you know, s some of especially the ones they do at the public libraries are typically local artists. So I want to support those. Mm -hmm. um, at the museum, they are sometimes local artists. Other times, you know, they'll, like every museum, I guess they'll have traveling exhibitions that come through. Um, so that'll give me the opportunity to, to check out uh, a wider range of work than I'm normally seeing. I, I think... You know, we we always talk about this kind of, I don't know if it's a love-hate relationship we have with uh, Instagram, but it, mm -hmm. I, I feel like all of us have sort of a, you know, it, I, and I'm not hating on Instagram. It, it's a great platform for people to share their work, but I, I feel like we all wish there was some other little aspect to it than other than what it is because we just flip through you know really quick and see these different images and they're small it's on our phone we're not taking the time to really absorb the work so that's what led me i think initially to want to seek out other ways to take in some art it's just a, a way to do it in a different way um you know i'm not getting off instagram but i I yeah. do hope I can supplement. <laughs> that's, well, that's it, isn't it? It's just about, right. you know, using the, the, the right form, if you like, the right medium and the right experience for what it is you're trying to achieve. So, you know, sharing your work on Instagram is a great way of getting it out there to, you know, exponentially more people than you would ever normally get a chance to show your work to. But that's right. On the flip side of that, the algorithm buries so much of it as well. So we end up obviously in that scroll and you think, oh, yeah, and that's fantastic. And then you're like, well, now I've lost that post, you know, when it's refreshed I, and now I can't find them again and and things. Whereas something that's on the wall is just it has that bit more permanence and the the experience of going and physically standing in front of a piece and spending a few seconds or a few minutes looking at it and really thinking about it. I guess it just they stay with you so much more, don't they? You know, they really do. And it's, it, 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 you know, you, it gives you that tangible experience and, and a memory to think back on. I can't, you know, I, I remember standing in that museum in Amsterdam and looking at that painting of Rembrandt. I, I don't necessarily remember the first time I saw a specific picture on Instagram. Yeah. I, I just well, don't retain that memory. Exactly. Or even, a um, you know, a screen grab of 
that picture of Rembrandt, you know, right. like, that's, right. that's a bit, you know, it's, it's a, about just having that different, that different medium, isn't it? And um, Claire actually, um, just because I, I forgot to mention it at the time, but she did also send over one that's currently on at the Tate Modern, <clears throat> which is called Capturing okay. the Moment. Mm-hmm and it's on until the end of April so it's nice in that it's over the spring so you've got a little while to kind of get there and uh that's the thing we can set these intentions it might take a little while to <laughs> you know the seed is it's been sown but right. you know life gets in the way and we're just trying to figure out sometimes you need a little extra time to plan in physically going to a space it's not just in your pocket you know like, that's right but uh, but this is on uh, the Tate Modern at the moment, capturing the moment, and it's about the journey through painting and photography. And I thought, especially with considering what we've been discussing and how how we've you know kind of been going over that idea, the arrival of photography changed the course of painting forever. So it's the idea with this is that the exhibition is exploring that dynamic relationship between the two mediums, mm-hmm. using some of the like iconic artworks and things as well. Right. So that might be an interesting one to go and, and look at, and especially those links between photography and painting and how they influence uh, each other or how they shape what we create, you know, as an artist or a photographer or, you know, whether they're both the same thing, but just using a different tool, who, who knows? Right? That's, a, that's a debate for a different time, I think. That's um, right. Well, yeah, and that's an excellent, excellent plan for, for this coming year, Billy. You were saying sorry. No, definitely. I, the only other, the one little extra piece to all of that that's good, I think, is that both of these places are our museum, our main museum downtown, and and our main branch of the library downtown are both just a few blocks from where I work. So Ooh. that that will give me an excuse to get out and do some walking at lunchtime. Absolutely, it's, it's on your doorstep. That's perfect, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Try and be try and be a tourist in your own in your own town, you know. <laughs> you go on your lunch hour and uh you'll be like you're in a romance film or something, Billy. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's the idea, isn't it? It's like, oh yeah, and then on my lunch hour, I'm gonna go get my cup of coffee and I'm gonna go, you know, to the to the gallery. But I think exactly. that's really nice, right? Because there'll be there'll be changing exhibitions as well. So that's right um yeah lovely that's a really nice thing sorry you've got lots of other plans for this year i see well just yeah i've uh, i tried to um think about what i need to do photographically and we just talked Mm -hmm. about those tangible connections and one thing i didn't get to do last year uh that i realized was i don't I don't think I made any darkroom prints last year at all which is makes me very sad to think Mm -hmm. about so I definitely need to get back in the dark room um, for sure uh, in 2024. That's a that's a big goal for me. Um, um, are you talking about dark room at home or yes, yes. community? Right, okay. I wasn't sure. Do you have any community ones near where you are? I I wasn't sure if that's an option as well. Um, you mostly, yeah, you based based at home. That's right. At at home, we don't have one. I know of a few that are a couple of hours away. I don't think we have one locally. If if I'm I'm holding out hope, I, I need to start one myself. Though, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's your plan for 2024, Billy. There we go. I've, given you, I've given you permission to start your own community dark room, right? 
your, right. your wife and your son are not going to like love me, are they? Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, where did you get this idea from? Well, <laughs> uh oh, I, I need to find me a nice old bank vault, though, right? Exactly, exactly. it's the perfect uh, dark, yeah, dark that. space, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, do you know what you should do then? You should just come over to Liverpool and come and visit us and see and see us, you know, and then, uh, yeah. That's and then right. I will I will make sure that your your wife's very happy about it as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, we had we had talked about a plan a little while back because uh, we have one of our city uh, mascots, the Vulcan, is in Liverpool. And you are also going to show me the uh, Super Lamb Bananas. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> our, our mascot from our city will meet meet your mascot as well. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. It's going to be an international uh, an international trip, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So it looks like you've got plenty to be getting on with. Uh, what else is on yes. your list? Yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, you and Graham had the opportunity to speak with uh, the our old friends Michelle and Matt from Ilford slash Harmon. And of course, they had the exciting news of their new Phoenix film uh, recently, and so I do. I do want to uh, hopefully shoot some of that in twenty twenty four. Do you have so, any roles yet? I do not have any yet, but I'm uh, hoping to get some imminently. I also don't have any roles. I've, I've not, <laughs> not even seen one. I've not seen one. I've not held one. I've not, yeah, I've not shot any, clearly. Um, <laughs> Graham did say something about the, there should be a couple in the post, but they have not arrived. So, uh, oh, no. so never mind. Uh, maybe by 2025 we'll have managed to get a role. <laughs> really, right? We uh, we all news. No, that's that's exciting. That's right. um, that's I'm really right. with that. I saw that there was a nice comparison. I think it was on Analog Wonderland. Actually, they'd done because they were a lab that mm -hmm. obviously they were working quite closely, with, of course, very closely with whilst developing this, and uh, they'd done a nice comparison between. I think it was Phoenix and possibly Lomography and. Uh, Kodak Gold, so right. um, shots in the same place on the three different film stocks, and it was incredible. Like looking at the differences and picking out, oh yeah, that's hundred percent. It's got to be that film, and you know, absolutely. <laughs> so very distinct. They all have very distinct looks to them, and very different. Right. So uh, yeah, that's it's fun. amazing. All these and new things in our arsenal now. That's right. Graham had some nice shots with it too. Yeah, he really and to got. Be fair, to be fair to him, he was right. I would have had no time to actually shoot the test roll. <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm glad he did take take that on on uh, as as a task. But I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> just being sad. I'm just being feeling sorry for myself. Uh, but you're right. right. Yeah, he did get some really nice shots. It was lovely to see those. Right. And uh, and I think there's something else on your list there actually. That's right. So the very the very. Uh last thing i was going to talk about may be the first thing that happens <laughs> uh, because it's just in a couple of weeks but they have uh there's an annual trade show here called imaging usa it's sort of the um keystone event of the year for the professional photographers of america association um, but it's a trade show i mean anybody can come i don't know i, I haven't been to the photography show of course and I haven't been to this show either, so I don't, I can't compare them necessarily, but I suspect it's similar. You know, there will be different vendors, different booths, 
um, people. I'm sure it's more geared towards the digital photography side of things. Um, but there will be, I know, a few uh, analog people there, including myself. <laughs> um, but Bill Banning, who people may know, he used to do the Studio C41 podcast. Mm -hmm. He started up Atlanta Film Co. Uh, more recently. But he's going to yeah. be there teaching a workshop. And he has been working behind the scenes to put together a photo walk. Um, oh, that's cool. So I know I'll be going to that as well. Um, certainly anyone, and it will be in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the last weekend of this month, January, uh, maybe the 26th through the 29th or, or somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. um, but the last weekend of the month in Louisville. And um, yeah, looking forward to that, getting to see them. Uh, Mike Gutterman, of course, from Negative Positives. He lives in Louisville, so I want to go see him while I'm there, and he'll be on the photo walk as well. And and yeah, if, if there is anybody who is able to make it um, who lives close by or within driving distance, it would be lovely to to meet some of uh, my online, online friends and in person and get to spend an afternoon together. That would be mm -hmm. great. I mean, you say within driving distance and, you know, for, for you guys in America, it's a little bit different from it. Right. <laughs> so that means like within six hours or something, doesn't it? Really? Right. <laughs> That's right. So um, but yeah, so on a bad day, it can be like that from uh, from Sheffield to Liverpool, to be fair. <laughs> anyway, no, that, that would be brilliant. I am so jealous. It would be amazing to, to see you all, to meet you all. So uh, yeah, for anybody who is who is able to get there, that would be that would be wonderful to take part in. And um, do you know what the workshop is that Bill's doing? So it it is and sort of a it is about film, mm -hmm. and I think you know again. So the 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 Professional Photographers of America Association, the group that puts this on. You know, they are your wedding photographers, um, your um, people that largely independent, you know, mm -hmm. self-employed photographers. Yeah. So the workshop that he's teaching is uh, geared towards helping them integrate some film into their existing digital workflow, I think maybe for doing weddings or for doing engagement shoots or, um, you know, babies in any kind of work like that, yeah. that people may be doing today exclusively on digital, maybe helping encourage and bridging some of the gap to help get them started working a little bit of film into that workflow as well. Fantastic. That sounds awesome. And uh, yeah, I wish I, I wish I could make it. It's it's good to know. Is it on annually? Is it like a, the show? Annual? is Yes. Yeah. Imaging USA is an annual show. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, then that's one to, to aim for in a future, a future year in, in January. And yes. as you as you mentioned, it, it being a trade show, uh, quite similar to the photography show in the in the uk right. uh, i guess and that's something that will be go will be happening here this year in march 16th to the 19th of march is ours i do actually have a discount code so for anybody who is getting normal tickets um, rather than um, vendor tickets or professional photography tickets 
um, I will find that code and we will put it in the show notes is the hope. So I know I have it somewhere. It's in one of my emails from the photography show uh, as uh, Little Vintage Photography. So I will try and track that down. And I think it gives you 20% off or something for the for the tickets. So not particularly expensive anyway, but it's always nice to have a little extra bonus, isn't it? So uh, that will right. be happening. And for, for the photography show, I will be there um, running a pop-up exhibition and demonstration space around cyanotype as I've done in previous years. It's always so much fun. It's lovely to see no matter how many times you do this, people are still very excited about it, especially when it's, although less so now, it's, but it is very focused on digital and video content and things like that. So it's nice to have that analog um, sort of like showcase part of it that has managed to grow managed to grow over the last few oh. handful of years definitely and to have something that is quite hands-on as part of a trade show is always is always a lovely thing to do so i'm looking forward to delivering that and they've also asked me to do two two talks this year so one will be on um basically setting up a dark room and the kind of things that you might need to think about if it's the first time you're doing that kind of thing and how to get into darkroom printing and the sort of education side of things that I love. The other one they'd asked me to do uh, around the work that I've done in wedding photography and events photography, but shooting on film and shooting with an analog workflow, if you like. So similar to one that I did last year, but I'm going to tweak it a little bit because I'm going to be doing more sort of celebrations and events and things rather than exclusively weddings and, and what have you. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and it's going to be four um, days it's going to be super intense i never normally get to eat or drink or go to the loo so this year <laughs> i'm hoping that i will have at least one uh one assistant uh, i need to check in with them and make sure that that's definitely happening but there will be i'm certain some kind of sunny 16 podcast presence there as well so um billy if you're going along obviously to the imaging usa uh, trade uh, trade event if you happened to be there and be willing and would like to do a bit of recording whilst you're there <laughs> um some voices from the trade show floor tell us a little bit about what's going on and give us a flavor from both sides of the atlantic that would be that'd be really nice uh, right. here so yeah. it's always nice to get these kind of like roving reports and you know for people who can't always get there in person i think it's still lovely to to hear what's going on because uh -huh. There's always going to be new faces and new names and new companies and things that you've not heard of uh, or you've not come across. So uh, it can be very inspiring to uh, to find out what other people are up to. So what do you think? Right. Can I lay down that challenge for you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, that would be great. So, gosh, what a year you've got lined up for, uh, for you then, Billy. I know. Those are just, those are some of the, high, the highlights. Of course, I, I hope to get you know, a lot of that photography that I was able to get done last year was centered around family, thankfully, mm -hmm. e e whether I got a lot of vacation holiday photos or not. Um, I did get a, a good amount of just um, sort of just our everyday life type mm -hmm. uh, photos done, which which was really nice. And so hope to continue that as well um, and hope to have lots of photography in 2024 but those were certainly some of the uh the highlights what 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 all uh, you talked about uh presenting at the photography show but what other things do you have going on in 2024 oh yeah quite a few things <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I think I'm already freaking out about the fact that, I'm, you know, for me, over the horizon, it's February. I'm like, oh, my word, you know, March with the photography show is, is you know, it's just there. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be here before we know it. I know, absolutely. So something, I guess, to start with uh, for me is that 2024 is, is a really big year for me for Little Vintage Photography. Um, it's going to be my, well, it is my 10-year anniversary this year from running congratulations thank you very much Billy. um wow what a journey it's been huh. would i do it? i would do it again i would mm -hmm. do things very differently <laughs> um, but i would i would definitely do do it again uh but yeah so i'm really excited for this year and all the things that i'm looking to to kind of do to celebrate that and to you know hopefully just expand upon what i'm my focus now which is on the education side of things and uh, sharing these amazing magical processes and techniques with as many people as I can hopefully um, I've always got millions of ideas going around anyway so there's lots of stuff uh, coming up but one of the things that did make me go oh a little bit of like reflection actually was I was I was just oh, what was I trying to do I was trying to find a link to something actually to send to somebody and it popped up with um, one of the very first kind of online sort of exhibition-y kind of submissions that I'd done but from back in um, 2013, I think it was, something like that. And it was for the indisposable concept. I don't know if our listeners remember it or have ever submitted their work to it. And obviously 2013 was just before I was, um, I'd sort of started uh, what I was doing, or was it 2014 anyway? And it was it was basically images from the very first um, kind of trip that I'd done where I'd been thinking about the idea of little vintage photography. And it was so, so weird and such a like, I don't know, real trip back in time for me, seeing those shots of um, that I'd taken on a little Ilford disposable camera in the Lake District. And it was also the very first time I met my friend Steph, who I use quite often as my model and as my muse, and uh, and you'll have seen her, you know, images of her from that I've done um, for the Ilford videos and things as well, because I've used them for that too. And that was when we first met. So it was it was just so lovely to have that documented, even though it was just on this little disposable camera and uh, it wasn't really set up, and I had no real kind of thoughts or you know outcomes or what have you in mind at the time and I just sort of shared that with almost like a big blog blog post about you know what I was doing and, and what have you so yeah it just happened to pop up the like two days ago and I thought oh my word so actually I might try and find I'll find out the link for that and I'll pop that in the show notes too just in case anybody wants to go and have a look yeah. the idea is that it's the indisposable concept it's it was um launched in Australia but it's worldwide the idea is that you shoot a roll of film on a disposable camera or I guess now we have reusable disposables mm -hmm. the idea in that it's kind of very lo-fi very cheap and it's just what's going on in everyday life you know it's not set up and posed and things like that mostly uh, and it just gives this little snapshot you know this lovely idea of these windows into people's lives um as much or as little as you want to sort of share and they all you know in the new scan it and upload it and then it becomes this kind of as i found permanent little online um 
exhibition, which is really lovely. So that might be something to look into again. So plans and goals um, for this year. I'm going to be, uh, oh, I'm going to be starting the, my new version of my workbook because it's January. Right. So I, <laughs> I um, have made it through my 12 months of volume one of my ultimate film and darkroom workbook. And I've just got my brand new version out ready. So that's really exciting. It feels like, a, you know, a new year at, at school, uh, you know, <laughs> but right. it's, it's not too late. Right. You know, so if anybody's got a workbook from last year that they've, you know, scribbled in or started or what have you and want to start afresh, um, give me a shout. I've got a few copies left, obviously, from um, over the Christmas and New Year period and what have you, but I've got a few uh, left from this print run. So if you would like a copy, um, you can pop on to my website, which is littlevintagephotography.co.uk, and you'll be able to find a link to it through the shop there or through the workbook. Yeah page so that's always nice to be able to do that and again on my little timeline it popped up from three years ago you can it's a photo of me with all my printouts where I'm basically trying to figure out how do I make this workbook work <laughs> uh, and yeah gosh so the original idea of obviously had for years and years and years but this popped up and it was like god that was three years ago and I'd you know printed out various kind of just sort of scrap ideas of how it might how it might look and was trying to figure out the order of of putting it together and things it was about another 18 months before it actually i was able to print it and then i put it really on sale at the beginning of this year so this has been its first full year which is cool and it's now right. been sold to and shipped to 16 different countries around the world um 11 or 12 different states in america and you know across europe and things and uh, and a few hundred photographers analog photographers you know around the world so right. It's lovely to see kind of where it's gone and how people are using it. And I'm getting, you know, feedback um, for new ideas for, for the future. Um, but it's just been lovely as a way of, for me, my my copy is so battered now because <laughs> I'd always designed it with the idea of being, this stays in the dark room or in a studio or at home or, you know, some sort of base. It's not a pocket book. It's A4 hardback, wire bound, you know, it's a chunky thing, but it lays flat so you can write in it properly. But I've just carried it around literally every day back to the studio, back home. And, and honestly, it's just been great because I feel like I've got the thing that I had always looked for but couldn't find. So, right. you know, it's it's been a real uh, a real pleasure to actually, like, use it this year and find out all the things that don't work and the things that do work and uh, and seeing how people adjust it for what they, you know, for how they shoot. And it's, it's definitely kept me a bit more on track with um, – keeping a log of my settings and planning things and tracking what I've done. And I've been able to like reflect back on this past year uh, easier than I have in the past when I didn't have it because it's all written down there, you know, little bullet points and things. And you, Oh God, that was six months ago. I came up with that idea or whatever. And I still haven't done anything about it, but maybe this is the year. <laughs> so that's been really nice. And I'm looking forward to getting cracking with the, with the new copy. So right. there's that. Um, a project idea that kind of came to mind for me over just sort of the, the first week of the new year was around, we usually do on Christmas Eve, each year we do like Christmas Eve presents, just like a, a small cheap under five quid kind of idea, uh, right. just something fun or silly or, or it can be useful, you know. 
and because we held Christmas at our house this year, I had to buy I had to buy them, <laughs> and there was something <laughs> one for me. <laughs> so and there was a lovely pack of playing cards actually okay. in Oxfam uh, with some lovely designs on the back that were all like woodland designs and things. Mm-hmm. And I just like the design, and I've always been fascinated by that idea. Like I don't uh, I don't gamble. I don't like I can't do magic tricks and things like that. But, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, there's just something, I, I guess, because it's a tangible thing, right? It's like a pack. You, you can't you can't recreate that in the same thing digitally. You know, it's it's a right. real thing. You hold in your hands and and people use them, all sorts of different images and things on the back, you know. And I just thought, oh, this is a really interesting concept. And a friend of mine had sent me a link to one of the um, libraries in America, I think it is actually, had found an original pack of tarot cards but rather than being drawn illustrations they had been made uh, as photographs so the woman who had put it i think it was a woman who had uh, created this first photographic pack of tarot cards had uh, basically made all of the the images for the different i I don't own tarot cards i don't know anything about them really but i just thought it was fascinating you know i know that there's like um there's death and there's cups and a, a couple of other things like that right but she'd she'd basically done kind of like setups and scenes uh, mm-hmm. and made them as uh, using obviously very traditional photographic techniques from i guess the victorian era something like right. that um so when we were first using uh kind of early glass plates and and what have you i think was when she'd originally put them together. Oh, wow. Just thought, oh, these are amazing and fascinating and also quite creepy because <laughs> there were there were some interesting stories that the um the curator was talking about uh that various things had happened while she was like in the dark room making these images and stuff as well. And I was like, oh um so uh I thought oh that's a great idea and then I thought I don't know if I'm brave enough for that. So I transferred that idea of Actually, I picked up this pack of playing cards, you know, for for myself as a little weird little gift. Uh, and I thought, well, there's 52, I think, 52 weeks in a year usually, and 52 right. playing cards. So, you know, right. maybe I make myself a pack of photographic playing cards, you know. Oh, yeah. I just thought that would be a nice kind of year-long project to kind Absolutely. of focus on. And I may end up making them all in mid-November or something. Uh, the the intention was that I would do it, obviously, week by week or something, of course. Um, and we're already right. in the second week. However, I have taken a couple of photos. So if nothing else, even if I try and take at least one image a week or something, mm-hmm. then I can I could use those, even if it becomes like I print them all up at, you know, I don't know, uh three month intervals or something like that that might be something i could do because right. i know that i'm not gonna be able to shoot and print them within the same <laughs> week you know i just know that's not gonna happen but right. the idea that i you know kind of like concept around that i thought it would be quite nice because it'll give me something tangible at the end um and it's interesting to think about how you might play around with the size of it as well you know right. whether because in the christmas cracker we got a tiny, tiny little miniature version <laughs> of playing cards as well. And I was like, what is going on with these playing cards theme for me this year? Right. So I kept that, a little tiny one that's like about an inch by two inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've got the one that I bought for myself, which is a normal standard playing card pack. Uh, so I just thought 
those kind of things are lovely because they fit in a wallet you know these images right. could be in a wallet or in a little box or something or you could go with like the giant size ones that you use for like outdoor games and things and and what those images might be and all sorts of different things anyway so that's an overall idea of a project that i'm i'm thinking i might look at doing this year and um yeah so there we go that was kind of one thing yeah. that came up for me that's a very and fun idea thanks and if you would like to share any idea you know absolutely go <laughs> ahead Billy. uh so yeah that's kind of where that came from and if i can find the link to that photographic tarot deck mm -hmm. i will then share that as well because i think people would be quite interested in that yeah um the uh, one of the things that I'm going to be looking at expanding, of course, is working more with my instant box camera. Now I have it and now I'm really excited about using it to do portrait sessions and things. So that's um, as part of my kind of plan for little vintage photography this year is to offer that. I now I've got my studio space. I've got the camera. It's such a fun experience. I want to share that with lots of people. So if that's something anybody's interested in, hasn't done it before, or would like to come to my studio in Liverpool and have a portrait done, I I'll probably do it as like a, a little wait list and then open up spaces on on a set day for that um, to to do that. So that's that's something I'm really looking forward to exploring more this year and doing more of. And last but not least, as part of my 10 year anniversary for Little Vintage Photography, I am going to be running the first analog retreat um, All right. this, this autumn. So I actually have some dates for that. Um, it's going to hopefully be 17th to the 20th of October. And I found a fabulous venue. It's actually in the northwest uh, of uh, UK. I hope of course, over the years, you know, that there will be more more iterations of this. I'm going to start with this one as being UK based. And actually, it happens to be uh, local because I've been looking for the right venue for years. You know, this is, again, an idea I've had pretty much since I started Little Vintage Photography. It is kept surfacing occasionally over the years. Uh, and I thought, no, this is the year I have to do it. 2024, 10 years. Let's just mm -hmm. make this uh, make this happen. So uh, it's it's in an old observatory. It's magical. Oh, wow. place. Yeah. Um, again, some fantastic links between photography and light and space and all of these kinds of things. There is an on-site uh, artist residency accommodation. So I really wanted to make that idea of it being a retreat for people to um, try out new processes or spend some time, have conversations. Um, what I'm looking to do is <clears throat> it to be probably like four days, three nights, over that, over that weekend for um, a group of people to come together and have a chance to explore different aspects of analog photography. So I'll bring in uh, some uh, specialists in particular different processes, different areas to run some sessions, some some classes and things like that. Of course, I'd love for participants to of course, share their work, do some talks. And the idea will also be, of course, to bring together some sort of exhibition of things that people make um whilst whilst on the retreat of course i have the bank vault so i'm hoping to do exhibition there as well following on from uh from it as well and maybe some right. sort of public publication or something uh as well so lots of very exciting plans afoot i have a holding page on my website at the moment so if anybody is interested in that um and would like to put your name on the wait list so that i can send that out as soon as i've got further information in terms of like price and what's going to be happening and all those kinds of things 
then put your names down on waitlist and I will send it out. You'll be first to then hear about it, okay? So if you go to my website, which is littlevintagephotography.co.uk and look for the analog retreat, you will find a little sign up there for waitlist, okay? Uh, I hope that's really exciting. I've put yay and like two <laughs> in the show notes because I'm so excited about this and I can't wait. Um, uh, so yeah, Billy, I don't know if you'll yeah. be over in the UK in October, uh, but if there is any, I wanted to at least there be enough time for people perhaps from further afield right. to plan these things in. So um, so yeah, there we go. Yeah, I think that that would be great. And an, an observatory, that sounds like a, a an awesome venue for yeah. such a thing Can't as wait. well. <laughs> so I have obviously been to site, done recce, have um, taken some photos and things. I just need to get the full kind of like gallery together and upload that so people can get to see a little bit more about what, what it will look like. Um, but in terms of the concept and the idea and, and what I hope it will be, I'm really, really looking forward to it. So it's it's obviously um, anxiety inducing, but it's also <laughs> So, yeah, uh, can't wait. So we go. That's plans and goals for this year. And I'm just looking at the clock now, actually, Billy, and I'm thinking, gosh, we've been tatting for ages, which is which is lovely. Um, it has been great. May, maybe we, we might leave the couple of uh, emails that we were going to read through perhaps until mm. next time, do you think? Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that that would be good. But maybe we could encourage. So they were uh, related to the Cheap Shots Challenge. That's right. And so yeah. uh, maybe we could encourage people if if they haven't been able to submit yet to go ahead and get their submissions in. And, and when we read these uh, on a future show, uh, there these uh, submissions that people have not had a chance to send yet that yeah. can be included in that. Absolutely, that would be brilliant. So, yeah, Claire and I had also um, had a little chat about this, and we said let's make this first show back uh, a, a kind of final call, if you like. So, if you um, would like to take part in the Cheap Shots Challenge, if you've been out and been shooting, and um, you've got your roles to process and get those. Uh, get those last images in that would be wonderful you can send them to sunny16podcast at gmail.com uh, we've got a couple of submissions here already that have come th that the people have, have sent us through uh, from before the new year so that's really lovely and we're looking forward to seeing what everybody else does so i'm going to set a deadline for entries to be in by the end of next week. Okay, so that's the 21st of January. Beep! Quick editor's note. This show has gone out way later than we thought it was going to, owing to me being out having a good time on holiday and then being a lazy when I got back. So let's push back the closing date for entries to the Cheap Shots Challenge to the weekend of the 27th and 28th, giving you a whole nother week to get pictures in which is lucky because I may not have developed mine yet either. Anyway, get shooting. It, literature, it could be anything. Take some cool pictures, send them in, sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Beep. Which means that you've got a bit of time to get your roles processed and get perhaps your one or two favourite images from the role around that theme of literature, which is the, the one that we'd set for this, this round of the Cheap Shots Challenge. Get those shot on your favourite cheap camera and uh, processed and get them sent in to us, sunny16podcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to looking at them all and judging them harshly. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it would be great if we could see the images. And, of course, what I really love about it is finding out 
the adventures that you've had on the way to making these images. So tell us a little right. bit about how you've come to this conclusion, how you have thought about the concept and the idea of photography, that uh, whether you have managed to create what you visualized or not, what's failed, what has worked. Those are always really wonderful to hear about. And um, yeah, in, in terms of my Cheap Shots Challenge, here we go, Billy, here's my Cheap Shots camera, <laughs> my trusty, Franca Salida. Right. Hey. <laughs> Popping out the bellows at the front. Now, I say trusty, uh, mm. and I'm hoping that it's being trusty because it got stuck. When I went oh, no. there and shoot uh, with my Cheap Shots Challenge camera, I was very impressed with myself that I actually had managed to get <laughs> to get this done. Um, uh, I don't have the best um, track record uh, with, with this. So I was like, great, I've got it. I'm all ready to go. I know what I'm going to go and shoot, where I'm going to shoot, basically. And got there. And would it fire? Would it heck? It would not fire. <laughs> so I had to go and take it to the wonderful real camera company, bless them. Uh, mm -hmm. This was actually my third trip to them within the same day because uh, one of my darkroom clocks had, had stopped working. Oh no. And then I dropped one of my darkroom trays and cracked it. So this is actually my third trip. And I was like, <laughs> you won't believe this guys, but I'm back again. Uh, oh, so the real no. camera company uh, in Manchester, and we also uh, are lucky enough now to have a branch in Liverpool, which is great. And they had a quick peg because I was like, I don't have my dark bag with me. I have literally nothing. And I've got I've got one hour to do this. <laughs> the time's ticking on my car, on you know, on my parking. Right. And this is this is my one and only chance. This is not gonna happen if I don't do it now. Uh, and they had a quick look and they poked around at it and bashed it a bit. I'm I'm joking, obviously, but it did actually start firing again, thank goodness. So uh, I have shot a roll, don't know what it's gonna look like. <laughs> It's probably mostly shots of me going like this, looking at it in a in a strange way, like why aren't you working? Um, so there we go. It was uh, a suitably Rachel approach to the cheap shots challenge. <laughs> what I will I will class that as. So there we go. I'm gonna. I haven't obviously yet got it processed. So I will. This is a deadline for me too. Entries in by the end of next week gives me a chance Sorry. to make sure I've got the role processed. Well. Um, is yeah. that what you'll be developing at the virtual film development party? It probably will be, Billy, <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise I don't know if it'll happen. So uh, I'm hoping that we will then have the judging week commencing the 22nd. We will see about getting uh, somebody sorted out for that. And it means that we've also got time, I suppose, to wait for Claire and Graham to get themselves back. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, uh, so we'll have a, a full house again, hopefully, for. Uh, for the cheap shots challenge, judging. Right. So there we go. Um, That's right. Well, I hope I hope people are able to participate. It is always fun uh, when 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 everyone you know has that opportunity to submit something. And like you said, it's always fun to hear kind of what their thought process was, Absolutely. how they how they arrived at those uh, at their particular images. It's all about the workings out. Uh, <laughs> and oh, I was going to mention actually, there's a, another podcast that some people may have heard of called um, uh, A Dream of Cameras. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about them very much. Anyway, right. our sister, I guess we should say our brother podcast because <laughs> Claire and I are the sisters, aren't we? They, they're definitely um, on the other side of the Atlantic. Um, so, yeah, 
what was I going to say? Sorry, it's totally gone out of my head now. Oh, yes. Gabe set a challenge of the under $95 um, camera challenge. And I was like, you're right. just ripping us off here, Gabe. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I know what you're doing. I was like, we're the original Cheap Shots Challenge. Don't accept any imitations, guys. It's all I'm going to say. This is uh, the original and the best. That's uh, right. <laughs> so on that note. That's right. Um, I would just like to say thank you so much, obviously, to our amazing coffee donors, to all our wonderful listeners, whether, you, uh, whether you're able to donate uh, to our coffee coffers or not, uh, to share, to like, to um, talk to us, interact on the Discord, on Instagram. Um, and also, of course, please to email us, sunny16podcast at gmail.com. It's such a pleasure to talk to you all. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing your submissions for the Cheap Shots Challenge. But keep on listening. And thank you so much, Billy, today for being here with me uh, to help you do the tip. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and a speedy recovery to Claire, of course, and Absolutely. safe travels to Graham. 100%. And we look forward to speaking to you all next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. -bye. Bye.